Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Again, and welcome to episode 95 of There's Still Time, the AFTN podcast. I'm Michael McCall. And I'm Steve Pander. And we're bringing you a special WFC2 podcast focusing on the new USL team for the Whitecaps with some exclusive interviews, a little bit of other chat, and just our thoughts on, on the team and some of the initial players that's been signed. So, Steve, the Whitecaps announced the first three signings on Tuesday. And it's three guys that we know very well, three residency graduates, Mitch Perot, Jackson Farmer, Jordan Haynes. And I know you've been really high on Jackson Farmer for a couple of years now. You've rated him really highly in your, your residency top 10s and top 20s that you've done. How do you think this is going to help develop his game at the Whitecaps? And what, what do you think he's going to maybe bring to, to WFC2? Well, I think, uh, well, obviously, it seems like he's transitioning over to right back. So that's one thing. Uh, what we've seen in him at, at, during the residency is he's very good on the ball. Uh, very smooth, relaxed, calm, and uh, gets the ball out to, you know, out to the wings, out to, up to the uh, holding midfielders to get the ball forward. Uh, the big thing now is, and something we haven't seen before, we're seeing a little bit of, in the Victoria game and obviously a little bit in other you know minor training sessions, is his ability to transition to the right-back position. And that'll be interesting to see. He considered himself pacey, as you'll hear in the interview. There is some questions whether he's enough pacey enough for right-back, and that's that, that'll be the big question. Well, before I again I give my thoughts on Jackson, let's just hear from the man himself. So we caught up with Jackson Farmer at training on Tuesday quite an in-depth chat we ended up having with him about a number of things just coming through the residency going down with Charleston Battery in USL Pro last year being away with Canada under-20s and the World Cup qualifiers so let's just hear from Jackson Farmer just now So Jackson, how, how does it feel now to have signed that uh, USL contract? It's a great feeling. Um, you know, I've been with the club for a while now, and um, you know, I you know I like to stay with the club. It's it's great. You know, coming to training every day, the city, the, the people, the the staff, everyone is just uh, welcoming, and I enjoy it. Now, as you say, you've been with the club for ages. How important do you see? this USL team now to players like yourself in the development because in the past mm-hmm. you've come out of the residency and it's really hard to get minutes anywhere mm-hmm. they, they sent you down to Charles and everything like that what does having this team now in your city mean to you? 
it, it's especially important for young players. Like that's probably one of the main focuses: young players coming up into the first, into the MLS squad, right? Because, like you said in the past, we have players that that, that um, like there's a big gap from eight, eight teams to first team, right? And I, f- I feel like it's a smoother transition if um, if you know the top players from the youth are coming up to the USL and proving themselves that they can uh, do well and make an impact in the in the matches and. Um, and do well in the USL, then I mean, the, obviously the staff of the MLS will will see that, and um, you know, hopefully that um, they can grab more players from um, the youth teams coming up in, in, from the league that are doing well. So I mean, it's very important for us um, not a, and to do well in the in the USL Pro, and then you know, onwards to the MLS. You're familiar with the league because you were down in Charleston mm-hmm. last year. How did you find that whole experience? And I know you weren't there that long, but how did you find the level in the league? The games were were pretty good. I mean, I mean, the games were actually uh, a high level. Um, uh, there was a lot of fans, you know. It, I mean, there was there was it was a good fan base. I mean, um, especially me coming from the residency program, um, it got me um, like a little taste of what professional football was because you know there's fans that cheer for you. There's you're you're in a season. You have games every week. You know how like you know you, they set up your training from whenever you play on Saturday. And um, the the level was good. Enough, was good. I mean, it was um, yeah. It was a good time playing in those matches, and I feel it was important for especially my development. So especially being in Vancouver and having a team in Vancouver, it's um, it's unbelievable, and I think it's a huge step for the club. Now, in uh, in residency, you obviously played a lot of center half. Um, you're seems like you're making a transition to right back. Um, how is that going for you right now, and what are the challenges you see? It's. It's very similar as a center back, but it's also very different. I mean, um, there's a lot more with this club. I, I've, as you guys could probably see, um, Robo and, and the staff like their fullbacks to get up, and, um, attack forward, and I mean that's something that I really like. I, I really agree with because um, I've always been a fit player, and I can always make those runs, and um, I enjoy attacking, with, and I also like defending. So I mean, it, it, it's a good position. I, I enjoy right back very much. And I also enjoy center back. So, I mean, um, wherever they f- see fit for me to play, um, whether that's with USL or the national team or an MLS team or the Whitecaps, you know what I mean? Um, it's I'll just go in with my head high and, and do as best as I can. But um, for me, uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy right back. And, and they've been putting me there. Like, uh, I played um, against New England Revolution. And, and it, was, it was a good experience. And, uh, yeah, just... Wherever they see fit, it's so, fine. So, w- with the transition and everything, is there anything off the field that you um, you have to change in training or preparation? Because uh, the center back is like more, has to be more a physical player, while right back has to be more of an agile player. Is there anything like that that you have to adjust? I mean, I've always been, um, you know, like I said, a fit player. Uh, I'm always, I've been, I'm a quick player as well. You know, I have pace, so um, transitioning isn't that hard for me. You know what I mean? I definitely got a. It, for me, it's more tactical. Um, you know, position-wise, um, where to be, where to not be, where to, you know, when to step, when to not step, hold the line. You know, like it, it's just stuff like that that um, I've been learning a lot from. From you know, the coaching staff here and with the MLS team. Um, yeah, and, and I'm just you know, willing to learn, ready to learn um, whatever they need to give me. But um, right now, it's it's um, it's not that hard for me to transition there. So. Um, yeah, just looking forward to it. So they haven't told you is that is that you know be your permanent fit? Is just kind of something they're looking at right now, or um, they, do you still see an opportunity at center back? I'm not too sure. They haven't been very clear about it, but yeah. I think um, 
almost trying to transition into a right back. Yeah. But um, me, I think maybe that's what they're looking at right now, uh, me playing right back. But I mean, um, you know, just, you know. I, but you're I, keeping your options open. I'm keeping my options yeah. open, you know. Having that versatility is mm. going to help as well. Yeah. It's going to give you so many options. Obviously, mm. they've brought in a number of new centre backs. It's like, when you see these guys coming in, and especially when you see a veteran like Carr, yeah. what, what have you learned from him? Because he's very vocal. He yeah. seems like the life and soul yeah, of the dressing room, yeah. but on the pitch as well, he talks a lot. Yeah, Carr, for me, has been like, since I've been at Whitecaps, he's been like one of my biggest mentors already. And it's only been like, you know, like he, he's, an, he's an older player that has so much experience. And um, he like takes the young players in and just, you know, treats them very well. Like for me, he's like, he's unbelievable like uh, just for example like in training and in games he's always talking to you no matter what I, I remember against New England Revolution uh, it was one of my like you know like I've played right back before but like uh, with the white caps in an actual match I've never played right back and and he made me feel like I could easily play any position you know he's just talking to you all the time he's pulling you aside he's he's always in your ear he's, he's telling you good things you know what I mean he's never on your case he's never telling you negative things he's always you know he's always you always feel so comfortable having that having especially that that, that guy in the back always always telling you where to go what to do it just makes my job so much easier you know he makes me like he makes your teammates look so good and, and it's just unbelievable having him there and uh yeah already it's only been what um a month in the preseason and then i've i've already learned so much from him and hopefully i can just keep that going obviously you haven't maybe trained too much with alan so far in the preseason um what from what you've seen what are the like differences what from other coaches you've played with um and how he conducts training and eventually the games well, I haven't really seen too much of him. Um, I mean, he hasn't really coached um, any sessions that I've been in. But um, as a person, he's very nice. He, you know, he's already talked to me a lot, and and, and me and him are, are um, on, on a good um, talking level and stuff like that. But I mean, as as training wise, um, he's he's jumped in a couple sessions, and he's um, he's trained us a bit, and he he looks very good, very disciplined. Um, you know, always wants the best for the players. He holds a high high standard, especially when we're doing um, you know little technical drills. He's all, always on you for um, you know doing the right things, doing the right movements, and and uh, it looks looks unbelievable so far. So I'm looking forward to it. A lot of folk are hoping that like with Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal having these USL teams, it's going to help Canadian soccer and the Canadian national team. Now you were down at the, the under twenty qualifiers. Mm-hmm. From being there, what do you think went wrong? Just started off so good, and then just what happened after that? I mean, it's hard to say. Um, we had a very strong squad, um, great coaching. You know, maybe we just peaked at the wrong time. Um, I don't know. Is we just didn't. You know, we were always great. We we're always great. We had great results coming into the camp. We had, you know, a great year as a team. And um, I don't know. It just didn't seem to fit when we were down there. We um, maybe it was. You know, I can't make excuses because everybody was playing in the conditions and everybody was playing in the weather, and that's not an, that's never an excuse. But uh, maybe we just didn't come together as a team when we should have. Yeah, but that's I can't really say much more about it. It was disappointing not qualifying for the World Cup because it's very important for young players, especially that could be a big, big step in our career, and it only happens one time. So obviously, I'm very sad and disappointed that that happened, but. Um, I mean, I'm just looking forward to what's coming up in uh, my uh, international career for Canada in, in the next year and the following years. 
So, as well as yourself today, it's been announced that Mitch and Jordan are also got the contracts. It's going to be a number, though, of faces that, that you're very familiar with mm-hmm. from this squad, from residency. How big is that going to be for the team, having this familiarity with all these guys that you know and you know each other's game and you've mm-hmm. been together for so long, really? Well, definitely the chemistry is going to be a lot better on the field, you know. It's not like we're bringing in a whole bunch of people from, you know, North America, Europe. Everybody's coming in to play USL, you know. It's going to, it's going to be a lot of Canadians there. And I feel like with everybody in the club, it's, um, we have, like you said, a good familiar faces around. And um, um, I just feel like it, that's important to have, too, in the USL because, like you said in the past, um, we send players to Charleston. We send, we send players away, and, and we're like... Um, you know, we go into these clubs um, not knowing anybody, not knowing the staff, not knowing the city, not knowing anything. But here, we're you know we're comfortable. We're, not, we're we know everybody. We and it's just basically um, we got to get down to business, and then we have um, a lot to prove. And, and I feel like it's uh, yeah, it's just a big step for the club. And yeah, it's awesome that it happened. So you were on the bench in Toronto last year in the Canadian Championship. Yeah. How did you find that whole experience? And obviously there's a chance that that might happen again this year. Yeah. I mean, what, what did it mean to you to be involved with the MLS team at, at that point? I mean, uh, being a Canadian, it's um, it's something, one of those games where it's, you know, it means a lot to you, right? It's, it's very important and I feel like... Um, you know, the club and the staff have, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate it, what they did. And um, being in that game, it meant a lot. And even just being on the bench, you know, um, it was a good atmosphere. I, I mean, I just got recalled from Charleston. So they called me back from Charleston to go play in the match. And then, um, you know, it, it was it was an amazing feeling. Um, and hopefully um, happens again. That's great. Thanks for joining us, Jackson. Good luck with everything, and we look forward to seeing you with WFC too. Hey, no problem. Thank you very much. So Jackson Farmer there, as Jackson was saying, he's trying to transition into the right-back position. And I think, the way I look at it, a player this day and age needs to have a little bit of versatility. We've seen it with Russell Tiber, he can play in a number of positions. I think for Jackson to kind of make inroads into this team, he needs to do that as well. You look at the centre-back depth that's at the club just now, um, even the young guys, you've got Parker, you've got Dean, they're ahead of him just now in the pecking order. So I think this is really important to have this USL Pro team keep saying USL Pro I can't get used to not saying the Pro but but to have this USL team it's going to be so good for his development and it's going to let the Whitecaps see how he develops and how he works in his game close at hand as opposed to what happened down in Charleston where it didn't really work out and they recalled him and I think that was the best thing basically for for it to happen because I don't think he was getting utilised fully down there. They tried to make him a right-back before he was really ready down there and opportunities to play were going to be limited. Now he's got all these opportunities to play in USL Pro. He's got the Canadian card going in his favour as well because the Whitecaps have to have six starters that are Canadian and 50% of their USL squad has to be Canadian. So with stuff like that, that's going to really help him. One thing I'll I'll kind of throw out to you just now, if Jackson does make a good transition to right-back... We've also got Tim Parker that can play right back as well, as well as centre back. What do you think this means for a player like Ethan Sampson, who 
as regular listeners will know, I didn't rate that highly, but as neither, the season... Neither one of us did. Yeah, as the season went on last year, I, I kind of started to really like the guy. I kind of worry where he's going to fit in now, though, because he also takes up an international spot. Yeah, that's going to be the big question. I think initially when USL opens up, I think you'll see Ethan Sampson starting it right back um, because you'll have Parker and Dean in the middle. Uh, but the, Well, not maybe not confirmed starter, but I definitely think he'll be competing with Jackson Farmer. As the season goes on, it'll be interesting to see where he fits in. Um, there'll be times when he has to play with the first team due to injuries or suspensions, and we'll see exactly where you know how much he can play I think this year for sure he'll be with the team going forward there will be opportunities for Parker and Farmer maybe to overtake him on the on the depth chart I guess the advantage that Samson has just now is that he has an MLS contract so he's going to have a two-way contract so he can play USL he can play MLS Jackson is just going to have a USL contract so they can't bring him up to play MLS games unless they, they give him a full contract we might see Jackson involved possibly in Champions League games, I guess. But I think definitely we'll see Jackson Farmer and all these guys that signed Jordan Haynes and Mitch Perot featuring in the, the Canadian Championship squad. And they were on the bench last year. Yeah. And another player that was on the bench last year was Jordan Haynes. And Jordan's another guy that kind of transitioning a little bit at the moment. It's kind of hard to pinpoint exactly what position he's going to play, I think, this yeah. year for the Whitecaps. He, he prefers left-back. But there is, during all the time with Renzi was going on, uh, as he was coming up, there was Sam Adekube there as well. So he wasn't getting time at left back. So he was getting tried up at the wing. Um, he was also getting tried at the holding midfield Yeah, spots. I've seen him play DM for the residency. So and even for Kanda as well, he played a little bit DM as well. So the, uh, the, uh, that's going to be interesting to see where he he goes. Right now, if he's going to play left back, he's going to be behind Sam again, unless Sam goes up again. Uh, call, gets called up to cover for Harvey once in a while. Uh, so, But he's like you said, he's got versatility. He can play a number of positions. He's showing a knack of scoring. And if he can do that from the left-back position, that's even better. Now, we didn't get a chance to, to speak one-on-one with Jordan on Tuesday. There's just so much going on, so many other interviews to do. So we'll just play a little bit of audio just now from Jordan, just scrumming with the media. Steve, you were part of the scrum, so got a couple of questions from you in there as well. Um, so let's just hear just now from Jordan Haynes. What does it mean to you to sign your first kind of pro contract with this club that you've been with the last four years here? It's good because I know that I've got something going for myself and it really gives me the confidence to keep to keep driving forward with the club as well. Uh, it's really helpful to know that they, they see something in me and I just, I'm very excited to get the season going. Can you talk a bit about the last four years, kind of what you've learned and kind of maybe the relationships you've made with, with the Whitecaps residency program? Yeah, for sure. I've had a bunch of coaches, you know, working with me and it's it's uh, it's a good progression, right? Because I've been going right from under 16, and every year I've learned something new. I've I keep getting in new information. Coaches going up into the first team, telling me stuff to help the help my game. Uh, I've just been grinding it out for the last few years, and it's really paid off. How thankful are you that there's kind of a new uh, link here between the residency program and MLS for you to continue your development with the Whitecaps uh, umbrella here? Uh, yeah, so since now there's the Whitecaps FC2 team, uh, there's, a, there's a step forward, you know, there, there used to not be really a 
a progression going into the first team. So now there's a kind of a stepping stone that I can keep progressing to get going into the MLS. Is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to about this season, particular teams that you're looking to possibly play against or at all? Uh, so now that there's USL Pro League, uh, there's a lot of MLS teams, right? So there's Seattle, Portland, and we're going to have quite a few games with them. So it's going to really continue the Cascadia Cup rivalry, and uh, we're looking to beat them uh, on the USL Pro uh, level as well, getting the rivalry going. If, if there's one thing or two things part of your game that, that you're looking to improve as, you know, going into this, taking this next step up, what, what are they? Um, so the USL League is... Uh, a really physical league. It's a, it's a, it's for men. So I've got to really step up my physical game, be faster, stronger. You know, be more aggressive. Alan spoke about your kind of versatility. You can play a few different positions. Is there a position you prefer, or are you kind of comfortable in a, in a few different areas? Uh, like every other player, I'm pretty sure they'd take any position just to get on the field. But uh, I'd say pr preferably it would be left back. So that was Jordan Haynes uh, talking in the scrum. Obviously, the, the big thing for all these guys is the physicality uh, part of it when they're going to be moving up, you know, playing residency, going up to USL Pro. Because a lot of these teams that are, you know, playing at this level, especially the non-MLS teams, are going to be older, older players, uh, more physical players. These guys are going to be playing to win their, the league um, while some of these teams are going to be developing. So uh, it, and even uh, a guy who we talked to, Mitch Perot, um, another guy, the third guy that was signed, he he's playing the holding midfield spot. He's going to really be tested physically because there's going to be a lot of center mid, uh, center forward, center attacking mids that are going to be bigger than him uh, uh, going against him in, in these games. He's definitely going to be tested physically, but one thing that he is going to have in his favour, and it's actually something that after I spoke to him, I realised I forgot to ask him about, he won the fitness test. Yeah. So he's a fit guy. So I've, I've seen Mitch play in the holding midfielder role. I've seen him playing centre midfield one thing about him which a lot of folk might not know is he has one hell of a shot on him I've seen him score a couple of long range thunderbolts and I think he's really I mean he's kind of I don't want to say he's come out of nowhere because like anyone that's watched the residency has seen this guy develop for the last couple of years he was a key player with the under 16s when they went to the, the playoffs the, the first time in USSDA then he made the move up to under 18s and each year He's a player that's got better. And he's been heavily involved with the Whitecaps MLS team at training for the for the last year. So he's familiar with the guys. More than a year, I think. Yeah, yeah he, he hasn't yeah. looked out of place. No. And he's looked really good there. He's played in some some scrimmages. He's played a couple of reserve games and stuff. And he's, he's looked good. And I'm really thinking that he's a player that's going to start to really bloom in a professional environment. And USL is going to be excellent for him. You were saying that he came out of nowhere. He didn't really come out of nowhere, but he came uh, through a class that had um, guys like Brody Hitema, Marco Bustos, Keons Froze, who were grabbing more of the headlines. 
uh, for the residency, you know, in the matches and everything like that. So, and Marco Carducci, obviously, too, another yeah. guy, and Sam. So he was kind of like a, you know, a lunch pin, lunch pail kind of guy that would, you know, do the dirty work in the central midfield and wouldn't really get the stats. Once in a while, he would, like you said, would have that rocket of a shot, but not, not the major stats. Well, that, that's the thing with the DM role, though. And it's like, it's something I said when June Marcus Davidson was here. When Davison had a good game, no one complained about him because they didn't notice him. Yeah. But in that role, if you make any mistakes, that's yeah. when people start to notice yeah. you. Yeah, the same but thing with defenders, same yeah. thing, yeah. It's such a key role to the team. And you saw it in Matty Laba last year with the, with the MLS team. If you've got a DM that is solid, things take care of itself. And Mitch Perot is that kind of player. Yeah. I really like him. I really like what he brings to the team. He is a guy that if he has a good USL season... I fully expect him to get an MLS contract. It's difficult in that position because depending on whether Robo wants to go with one or two DMs ahead of you, you've got the likes of Russell Tybert, you've got the likes of Gershon Kofi. Ben McKendry's been brought in now. But I think Mitch has what Keon's, it takes. Well. Oh, yeah. But I definitely think Mitch has what it takes to make an impact in this team. So he's a guy that you really want to watch closely in USL this, this season. And Michael had a chance to talk to Mitch and ask him what he thinks uh, signing his first contract and what he's looking forward to this season. First thing to ask you, Mitch, you've just signed your USL contract. How are you feeling? Yeah, obviously it's an exciting day for me, you know, signing my first pro contract and I'm just looking forward to getting games in and trying to impress the coaches and move on from here, you know. You've been familiar face at training last season. You, mm-hmm. you, you've you trained a lot with this team. You know a lot of the guys. Mm-hmm. The guys that you're going to be playing with in USL as well, you know them from residency. Yeah. How important is that to, to basically, you're already in the, in the framework of the club, so you fit in right away. Does that just help you just settle in and play your game? Yeah, it's it's been terrific the last year, year and a bit that I've been up with the first team training and getting a chance to play in preseason games and other games like that. It's just been top class and for me to get that experience is definitely going to help and meld the guys uh, down at USL Pro is just going to help the team in general and I feel feel really positive about it all. So last year you were on the bench in the Voyagers Cup game in Toronto. How did you find that whole experience and being involved with that show, the first team of the club? No, it was it was unbelievable going to Toronto and just being with the guys. And then I'll always remember the moment where I walked through the tunnel and out to the stadium and just being there in front of all the fans and things like that. It's just, I, I still think about it all the time. And just being on the bench for that game and being in that atmosphere, it did a lot of good for me and uh, hopefully I can get a chance maybe next time to get on the field. Now, we've seen you play a lot, but at training as well, you, you don't look out of place there. It's like you've banged in some great goals, you've put in some hard tackles, but for folks that haven't seen you play, how would you describe your, your style of play and what can you bring to WFC2? So, first of all, I'd like to say I'm a, I'm a hard-working player. Um, I always strive to be the most hard-working guy out there, so I'll be running all over the place trying to win tackles, be that holding midfielder or central midfielder that'll break up plays and then dictate the game and start attacks and spray the ball all over the place. In the past, you've, there's been this gap between 
mm-hmm. graduating from residency and then what to do next mm-hmm. and the chances haven't been there yeah. but this new team though especially now it's like where you've been growing up and where you used to play in how important does having this team here now mean to players like yourself yeah it's it, uh, I said before it couldn't have came at a better time for me in my st- this stage of my development now graduating from the residency and now going to be having a, a team where I can play meaningful minutes in good matches against top clubs and USL pro players so it's just going to do do the best for me and uh hopefully develop me into a player that can take the next step and have the cups spoken to you like have they given you specific goals that they want you to work on this year to, to aim towards getting towards the MLS first team yeah they uh they mentioned I, I've sat down and had meetings with them just based on things that they uh they'd like me to work on but definitely the the main thing is just uh in any opportunity I get in any games, just do my best. And, you know, because there's going to be uh, physical battles now with older guys and things like that. So it's just about holding my own, you know, and uh, battling it out with uh, some of the older players and professionals from USL Pro and uh, just work as hard as possible. Well, good luck. And hopefully might even see you get involved in the Canadian Championship again this year, maybe even Champions League, who knows? So good luck with everything, Thank Rich, and congratulations. Much. Thank you. So Mitch Perot there. One thing that this team is definitely going to have is a plethora of Canadians. No more will people be saying that the Whitecaps aren't giving Canadian players chances because this team's going to be jam-packed with them. And as we said earlier, Steve, they kind of have to be because the CSA has mandated that all the the teams, Toronto, Montreal, Whitecaps, all the USL teams have to have a minimum of six Canadian starters and 50% of the squad as Canadians as well. Yeah, and I honestly don't see that as being a problem, even if they hadn't put that in there, because I think the whole point of this whole thing is to develop players. Now, if we look at the players that they have and, and, and count down who's a potential starter, um, you got Caleb Clark as striker. I think that's a given. Yeah, and you got Marco Bustos, even a more of a given, I think, is going to be playing behind him as in a number 10 role. And as Bustos told us in our interview in the previous podcast, he's no longer going to be involved in any residency games. So he's just going to be focusing on USL, and he's still hoping to get some team. MLS minutes yeah. as well. And then uh, behind, like you got three holding midfielders. Um, you got Ben McKendry. You got Keon's froze. You got Mitch Pro. Like, and you were mentioning that Keon's can play obviously wing as well. I think they're. I think they're going to want to see Keon's in more of an attacking yeah. role than, than DM, and have the two DMs as Ben McKendry and Mitch Perot. Maybe if they just go as one DM, they might alternate between. I mean, McKendry can play centre mid. That's where he yeah. played with the residency before making the transition kind of to more a DM role when he went to New Mexico Lobos. Mitch Perot can play both as well. So I think those two guys have got those ones locked down. And then you have, uh, on the back line, you have uh, Sam at Akube. So that's six right there. Yeah. And then in goal, um, you're assuming that Marco Corducci is going to get most of the starts at USL because they want to develop him. Yeah, game, yes and no, because I, I think... I think he pl- he will play a lot. Yeah. But Spencer Ritchie, if they like what they see, they're going to need to play him. But also Tanagi, if they want to keep him match fit, sometimes match fit once in a while. But th- that's where you get the seven definite starters. Yeah. And then you got Jackson Farmer, who's going to step in for Ethan Sampson. He can easily do that. I th- I personally put them at the same level. 
Um, obviously one with more experience than the other. And Jackson, as we said, will probably get some centre-back starts, I yeah. think, as well. Because be times. there's going to be injuries and suspensions yeah. for Carr yeah, and Austin. So it's like Dean and, and Parker will be involved with the MLS team. And definitely, yeah, don't expect them to be the regular starters for you know, the USL team. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think, like, uh, when I when I did those roster spots and everything like that, it seems like they have almost the whole team set up because you got Dean and Parker like we said you got Ethan Sampson are right back it seems like the the positions that they're needing maybe to get out of these tryouts which is happening which is happening on Saturday and these tryouts uh, which are which are, they're going trying to find these players I think they're more looking for attacking players and, and depth players definitely uh, and, and they're not really looking for those starters in there I think they are definitely going to look for the depth and we're recording this at Whitecaps training on Thursday. You can probably hear the team playing in the background throughout us doing this. The tryouts are taking place at the weekend, Saturday, Sunday. This podcast, if things go according to plan, we should be bringing out on Sunday. So that will be like in the middle of the, off the, the tryouts. They're going to look more for depth. They're going to look for local guys. I wouldn't be surprised as well if there's a few guys that they like the look of that they say, look, we can't give you a contract just now, yeah. but we want to see you involved and training. come and train with the team and we'll keep an eye on you. And if things work out, you might get a contract down the line or we might give you an amateur contract so you can maybe still play the odd game, but without actually having a paid contract. Yeah, but they're just... Uh We've heard from people that the the tryouts are not just in BC, players from BC. Uh, there's players uh, coming in from the Pacific Northwest in uh, uh, Washington, yeah, Oregon, Ontario. Ontario as well, and across the you know, other places across Canada as well. So you've got guys that that you've watched at UBC. There's guys at SFU. Someone that springs to mind is like Carlo Basso, big guy. Yeah who did well with SFU, struggled a bit in his senior year, then struggled a little bit with Ottawa, and it's maybe going to be his final chance to make it in the pro ranks. And Alan Koch knows a lot about him, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him invited to to possibly take part in one of the camps. Yeah, and uh, we've heard, uh, like one player we could mention, I think we've heard uh, possibly trying out is Carlos Marquez, a former yeah, NC player. I, I, think, I think there'll be a few other former that guys. Out, actually, yeah. yeah, there'll be other, a few other players uh, probably coming out too for that. So let's just hear a little bit from Alan Koch talking about the, the team, the hopes for the season and some of the guys that's already been announced as signing for WFC2. Here's Alan Koch. And we call this land South Africa The Cape of Hope to the Northern Star From the hope and peace will never be apart Yeah, it's great obviously to have a team you have to have players so it's nice to sign guys and get the three guys signed up today they're all great young players great character, great attitude uh, with a lot of talent so I'm excited to work with them when the team was launched, obviously the, a big talking point was the fact that this is a link between residency and MLS. All three of these guys have played residency, so they're really the perfect fit, isn't it? Yeah, it is, really. If you get players, you obviously want to have them for a long time so you can truly develop them. So if we can get them young, get them in the residency program, work with them, get them to a certain level, then hopefully you give them the opportunity to sign a professional contract. So for them to come in and start with the USL will be great. Obviously, the goal is to push them up to the first team, and, and hopefully we can do that with uh, as many of them as possible. Three very different players. Maybe just briefly touch on each of their or their qualities. Yeah, Jordan Haynes, uh, left-footed player, very cultured left foot, can play as a left-back, could even play in central midfield or as a left midfielder too. A uh, bit of versatility, so it'd be nice to see where we find him best. Uh, Jackson Farmer, very, very good defender. 
uh, a big, strong player, but very, very good on the ball too. Uh, can play as a central defender or probably even as a right fullback for us. Uh, and then Mitch Perot is probably one of the fittest players we have in the entire club. Central midfielder who can get up and down. Uh, fantastic vision, fantastic playmaker. Uh, all three have talent. It's going to be interesting to find obviously exactly where we play them. But once we have our full squad, we'll obviously figure out where's the best position for them to play. Beyond the uh, the players you get from residency coming down from the the MLS side, and then the open trial where you're obviously take one. Where have you else have you been looking? You've been looking at a lot of the local CIS clubs, some NCAA players. I mean, what? Yeah, we've we've looked process? we've looked everywhere. To, to be yeah. honest, um, something like this when you when you start from fresh, you, you do look all over. And we're lucky we have obviously an MLS team that we work to so to putting the players up towards. But there's players that will come down from them. Obviously, our own residency will bring them up. But we're going to have to sign some other players. So we've looked all over the place. Uh, I've even looked at the men's league uh, here in Vancouver, yeah. uh, NCAA teams. Uh, uh, CIS teams, um, yeah. Pac West, uh, we've looked all over. Thankfully, having worked here for the last seven years, I'm quite familiar with a lot of the players. Yeah. So we put a nucleus together. Uh, we're just finalizing now exactly who we're going to invite in for preseason. How important is it that at the beginning of the season you're going to be playing a lot of the games on the road and build that chemistry up for later on? Yeah, it's good. It's nice to, when you start with a new team, obviously you want to spend as much time together. Um, some of our guys have been in the first team preseason camp, so it's great they're getting that bit of a bonding experience. We'll go through five weeks of preseason with our, with our team, so we'll come together and do a lot of bonding at that stage. But you, you really can't duplicate what it's like to be on the road together as a group, uh, obviously going into battle to play those games, but coming together as a group. So it's nice that we're playing on the road for the first few games, create a bit of our own team culture, team spirit, uh, and then come back and play home a few weeks later. Do you expect all the draft picks, uh, late round draft picks that haven't come yet, do you expect all of them to be in camp when camp opens? Yeah, most of them, not all of them, but most of them will be coming in. We're trying to finalize things with the last few of them right now, uh, but most will be in for full camp and we'll give them a good hard look, just like we will with everybody, uh, and see who uh, we're going to offer contracts to. And we call this land South Africa, the Cape of Hope to the Northern Star, but the hope and peace will never be So I'm definitely looking forward to taking in the USL games. As a fan of lower league football, this is just right down my alley. It's like, I love watching this kind of games. Um, I was just recently over in the UK. So I have a variety of games there. So West Ham Man United yeah. at the top level. So Wimbledon Newport. So that's more my kind of level, yeah. my team. And then you saw one lower even. Yeah, I, I saw an Ismian League Cup quarter-final game between Hendon and Hampton and Richmond. I was one of 87 people there. Yeah. Well, is and that like VMSL? Uh, not not relative, it, it, relative level kind of thing. I would say it kind of is, yeah. Like relative to where Premier League yeah. and MLS is kind of thing. But of course, they've got the hopes that these teams can, can go on. And I mean, the, the teams that I saw, they were just two steps away from being in the Football League. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, you, you've got that kind of stuff. And in USL, you're one step away from being in the big time. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a great season. If you haven't got your season tickets yet, Looking at doing this because, hey, who knows? There might not even be an MLS season, so this could be your your chance to watch some live football for yeah, one thing. That's definitely. But you're going to see some good stuff. You're going to see the future of the Whitecaps, future Canadian soccer. Highly recommend getting out and seeing that. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a trek uh, to get to UBC, but I think uh, the overall fun of you know watching these players and and you know what I'd say probably. On, on on most days, half of these players are going to be playing in the MLS under, in a BC place eventually too. So you get to watch them uh, early on in their careers. 
So a fantastic opportunity. We'll be bringing you a lot of WFC2 news and some other special podcasts over the course of the season. But that's it for this episode of There's Still Time. So before we wrap up, Steve, just let everyone know where they can find you online. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Speed. And I'm Michael McCall. You can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. Read all my stuff, AFTN on Canadian Soccer News. So you can get there by going through AFTN.ca, CanadianSoccerNews.com. And we're very close to launching our own standalone AFTN site. Should be out by the latest, March 1st. That's what I'm looking at. Um, and it's going to be just some of the usual stuff that you're used to. Some more humour, some more videos, cartoons, everything you could want. Yeah, it's just basically, you'll still be posting on Canadian Soccer News, but this is kind of like to do more in-depth and so we don't get so many complaints from the Toronto people yeah more, more of my trolling of Toronto will be on the standalone AFTN site especially with the cartoons and of course I'm the beat reporter for the Whitecaps for MLSsoccer.com so you can follow all my stuff on there so as always thanks for listening hope you've enjoyed this special Whitecaps 2 version of the podcast we'll be back soon with some stuff from Portland and more MLS Whitecaps action so until then thanks for listening take care and as always mon the Caps what an achievement it would be to win MLS with a, a very young team, the youngest probably team. I think we were the youngest team last year, so why not? You know, uh, I do remember Man United were told they couldn't win anything with kids. Yeah. And that they did. Am I, am I comparing that. us to Man United? No, far from it, I said. But, you know, I'm trying to build a football club here as well.